Maxi steps into a long three and hits it. Just when he needed a bucket, Tyrese Maxi delivers. Hey everybody, welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm your host, Gary. It is great to be with you as we have one day till the NBA season tips off. I am so excited and I'm thrilled to be with you today. Some of you have been with us for a long time as listeners and basketball card collectors and investors. Some of you just joining us as we are now part of the Basketball Forever podcast network. This is awesome. We are super pumped, not only about the beginning of the NBA season, but the chance to collaborate and partner with incredible organizations. BasketballForever.com is absolutely one of those, and we're excited to follow along this NBA season with them and with you, wherever you are from. Maybe you are in Texas. Maybe you are in Ecuador. Maybe you're in Australia, the land down under. Maybe you're in the United Kingdom. Basketball, the whole world will be watching this NBA season because there's players from all over the planet, and there always have been. But it's just a thrill people to be here as a podcast hoopsandcards.com our hoops and cards podcast we we kind of uh, started because and this this will sound funny but I just got a little confession for you uh when I got back into this hobby as a collector and started investing in cards that I thought would go up some of them did I started listening to other podcasts and I found some this would be like February or March of 2020 so think pandemic or don't if you want to forget that stuff but like I'm telling you I listen to other podcasts sports cards that we're talking about all different sports and I listen to a couple basketball card podcasts that uh, as far as I know they don't exist anymore and so after a while I was like well how come somebody doesn't do a a basketball card only like a focus on the NBA because that's when my ears perk up when sports card investor or card talk or Lucas Tigers and Bronze or Pack to the Future or Slab Stocks, when any of these would do their basketball-themed episodes, I would tune in and listen more than once. I'm like, man, somebody should do a basketball card podcast. And then one day, my friend Caleb said to me, yeah, man, you do it. You're the one to start it. You love the game. You've collected cards. You're learning a lot as an investor. You uh, enjoy talking about stuff like you're used to being a public speaker. And uh, podcasting is not that hard. Now, there are some things about it that are a challenge, but we've been at this now for about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. And friends, it's an awesome, fun blast meeting so many of you and uh, uh, being basically in the same boat where I'm learning from you, you're learning from me, and we share our stories. Like, don't hear, don't come to this podcast thinking that you're going to get the be-all, end-all expert advice on sports cards because, uh, I mean, sometimes you will. I'm just going to be real about it. Sometimes that what we share on here, whether it's me or one of our guests or some of our listeners, you guys are fantastic at this. Uh, sometimes it is awesome advice, and I, I'm sure there'll be some of that in today's episode about uh, the NBA kickoff. But we're not perfect, and uh, willing to come on this thing and say, "Hey, man, uh, this card I bought, or this player I liked, or this this strategy I took, you know, to try to time the basketball card market or get a card graded, you know, um, it didn't work." You know, or it backfired. It just blew up in my face. And I, I've paid the stupid tax more than a couple times. And I just want to add some value to your life. Tell you there are always uh, opportunities to buy, whether you want to spend a little bit of money on this and buy cards for less than a dollar or a euro or whatever, like whatever your currency is. You, you just don't want to spend much of it, right? Um, 
Uh, maybe you want to start small and just kind of work your way up. We talk about leveling up. Either way, I'm so glad you're here. This is not one of those sessions where I'm going to tell you about somebody paid a billion dollars for a, you know, rookie card of Michael Jordan from 1984. Like we're going to talk about opportunities for regular people just like you and me, like starting with a budget, learning along the way. And today for our NBA season preview, I'm going to do part one is going to be my picks for different awards. In fact, I've already counted down in the in the previous five or six episodes. We had a few where we went down our top 30. In fact, if you are in this as an investor and you're saying, I want to get this player or I might want to buy this player's cards or I don't even know where to start. I mean, I hope it's with a team that you already like or a player that you enjoy watching, but go back and listen to those episodes, would you? that go down our top 30. We count down from 30 all the way to number one, the number one player to invest in. And we give you some card suggestions. We tell you why we think those players are good and ready at that at that ranking. I'll tell you, like, there's already been some changes since we made those episodes. Episodes, thank you, LaMelo Ball. You know, not thank you, he's, he's injured. That stinks for Charlotte. It stinks for LaMelo investors for now. Even though it might just be a couple of weeks, it sets their season off on the wrong foot, no pun intended. Speaking of intentions, the Houston Rockets committed to Kevin Porter Jr. Four years, 80-some million, but only one year guaranteed. I like that. I like him as a prospect who doesn't have a ceiling. He's a good scorer. But let me get to this year's awards. You know, maybe you've listened already to uh, uh, ESPN or The Athletic or some NBA podcast where they made their predictions, and uh, I've listened to a few of those. That's fun. I thought, hey, going into this season, why don't we... Why don't we just throw out a few and see how it goes? Because those those awards, those playoff picks, those things we're going to talk about today, they do impact the value of the sports cards. They do impact which basketball cards will increase in value. And the interest of collectors and fans of those players, like that's just the we want to buy the good players. And so when demand goes up, price goes up, we got an opportunity to sell and make some money there. So Today I want to talk, I'm going to go through the NBA season stuff, and then we'll take a break. And then after that, we're going to go into some of the card stuff for just to watch in the next six to eight months as the NBA season rolls along. Some picks and predictions and even a little bit of reflection on last year. So you ready for this? I'm just going to jump right into it. I said it already. I'm Gary. Your host, this is Hoops and Cards. So glad to be with you. I'll just I'll just start right off at the top. The most valuable player. The most valuable player. You know, I thought about Ja Morant because I think he's going to have a great season. And he had some MVP-type months last year. And certainly makes a difference in his team, although they played well in the regular season without him. I think Ja Morant, I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James, he always seems to, like, rear his head into these uh, MVP ballots and starts off really well during the season, takes good care of his body, gets his whole team involved. Now they've added a few pieces parts with, uh, you know, Pat Beverly and, well, I guess they need to add some more parts, don't they? Pat Bev isn't enough. They might have to trade Buddy for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner like everybody knows they're going to do. But uh, LeBron could be a part of the MVP race. I like Steph Curry. He should always be in the race in some way. Joel Embiid. I expect him to have M- an MVP-worthy presence the whole season. However, last season, he only played like 63 games or 65 games and then complained about not being considered for MVP, 
whereas Nikola Jokic played 10 or 12 more games when uh, Embiid asked, what do I have to do to get a vote from these guys? Well, quite honestly, Joel, you have to realize it's an individual award and you're an individual that missed a lot more games than you might recall. It's a regular season MVP, so the best ability is often availability, and the Joker was there for his team more often than you were. It's just it's just a reality. I love watching Embiid. He has MVP-level impact on the court. Uh, another guy that I think is in the race is Luka Doncic. Now, I don't call him the favorite because I don't think Dallas is going to uh, merit that, and I don't know if he's going to take his scoring up to the next level. So he, he could be another year where Luka's like 28 points, Nine assists, 10 rebounds. That's awesome. That's a good MVP season, but that's not an increase in what Luka is doing on the court already or what he's doing for his team. Giannis will be back. I like Giannis as a, I actually see him as the second or third ranking in the MVP votes in advance. But my number one pick is, yeah, I know it's boring. Yeah, I know it's basic. Yeah, I know he's won the last two MVP awards. Yeah, I know his cards aren't worth as much. But I'm telling you, Nikola Jokic has transformed the center position. He is a point center. The, what the man is doing and has done for a team that's been average the last two seasons has been insane and remarkable. And there's no reason to think he won't repeat it. And in the process, I think Denver is a contender. I think they finish in the top four, maybe the top three in the West. And so it'll be that improvement. It'll be that performance that gets us to look at the Joker again and say, man, we are watching history unfold. We're watching one of the greats of all time. I'm not rooting for this personally. I just think it's going to happen. I think he's that good. I think he's that hard to stop and makes his team that much better. So the Joker is my pick. Not rock, not rocket science, not so complicated. But there are some talented players that, that we've missed for a long time. And so comeback player of the year, you could vote for Damian Lillard and say he's he could have an awesome, if he's just... Anywhere close to the Dame Lillard we remember or that Portland recommitted to when they, they keep him as the centerpiece. They add Jeremy Grant. They, you know, uh, basically trade for Josh Hart. And they got this Anthony Simons now right next to him that they could they could make some waves here. They could do some damage. And Damian Lillard has a chance to be comeback player of the year. Another guy I like in this hunt is Chris Middleton because I think Milwaukee's going to be back at the top of the East with him and with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton when he's healthy is uh, it's basically like 22 points, six assists, six rebounds, and great percentages, big shots in big moments. So I like Chris a lot. Chris with the K, Chris is good. But my pick for comeback player is Kawhi Leonard. I don't know, I don't know if I need to say anything more. Do you guys know Kawhi Leonard like, has been an MVP candidate for, for a number of years, has won two championship rings. He's done all the things. He's, he looks incredible. Uh, coming back and healthy. So I think Kawhi Leonard's going to do it. I also think the Clippers, uh, their performance this season will be just a demonstration of what he's doing, what he's ready to do. But what about the most improved player? Sometimes we in the sports card market look for the most improved. What guy is going to come out of relative average or obscurity or just just a a guy to being like, wow, there he is. Wow, he's arrived or he's an all-star possibly. And the guys that came to mind I'll say three that came to mind and uh, yeah, three that came to mind right away that I think will take a next step. One is going to be Kevin Porter Jr. I'm not picking rookies or second year guys who are just finally, you know, showing off what they can do. I'm saying guys who have taken a big step in what they're doing on the court and what they're contributing to their team. So Kevin Porter Jr. is in that mix for me. 
Uh, Anthony Simons is in that mix for me. Go look at what he did in January and February. If you don't believe me, uh, he is, he's my favorite to win the award. If for some reason, Dame is not able to be healthy and run the team, you know, and contribute to 65 plus games. Uh, another guy that I love in this role is Keldon Johnson for the Spurs. Uh, now that they don't have DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker and, I think there's probably at least one other spur that's not there anymore. Yeah. Derek White. Anyhow, Kelvin Johnson is going to step up his scoring. He's going to average 20 plus a game. Uh, just see how we'll just see how assertive he is really and, and what kind of a leader he is for that team. But I like him in the most improved category. And then another one. Here's my pick for the winner. Tyrese Halliburton uh, really is going to step up and show off that he's an all star. He's arrived. I think LaMelo getting hurt early on actually clears the way possibly for Tyrese to make a great first impression. So Tyrese Halliburton, most improved rookie of the year. You know, I'm not paying as much attention to this because number one, Paolo Banchero seems to be the obvious leader in the clubhouse. And uh, there aren't a lot of cards like basketball cards yet of these first year players. I mean, Chet Holmgren getting hurt doesn't help. There's not a lot of guys that I would say are going to be big contributors on playoff teams. I think Jaden Ivey will have an interesting season. I think Jabari Smith has great range as a scorer in Houston. and It'll be fun to watch. I think Keegan Murray from Sacramento. They love him. And Benedict Matherine in Indiana. Like These guys are going to be fantastic young players, and they'll show what they can do. But some of the guys I mentioned, they're not even going to start. Like They're not going to be starters on their teams just yet. So Paolo Banchero, Rookie of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, edging out Jaron Jackson Jr., Evan Mobley, and Joel Embiid. Rudy Gobert in Minnesota. I can't wait to see that. And neither can Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, my gosh. Uh, sixth Man of the Year. I'm going rogue here, guys. I'm going north of the border. I'm going with someone precious. Precious Achua, one of the best names in all of basketball. Precious Achua will not only be a good run the floor, rebound, play some good defense, like an energy big for Toronto. I also see Precious making a lot of jumpers, stretching the floor, making room for guys like Scotty Barnes and OG and Pascal to drive the lane and do their thing. So Precious Achua is my sixth man. As far as the NBA uh, playoffs, I've got in the East, I've got Milwaukee beating the 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think, uh, did I say Phoenix? Oh my word, Philadelphia. Dude, cannot forget the Philadelphia. Milwaukee beating Philadelphia. <laughs> Sometimes you just talk for a while, and you're like, yeah, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Boston. No, it's it's Philly. Sorry, brotherly love city. I, I, I love Tyrese Maxey. You'll hear me talk about him. I love the additions they made in the offseason. Trez, PJ, DeAnthony Melton. These, these guys will fit. It might take them a month or two to figure out who does what, but they will be a fantastic team. And especially if James Harden can make shots without flopping. Man, that guy is a walking punchline. If you watch it, last, he's got to be in better shape to create his own shot. He can't just be, let's get the other guy up in the air. Now, that can be smart for some people. And it's annoying when he's on the other team making all those free throws against you. But, dude, we need the best version of James Harden for Philly to make it. Or at least something close to that. And the, the, the beyond expectations of Tyrese Maxey. But Milwaukee's going to beat them in six because that's what the Bucks do when they're healthy. And then in the West, I'm liking, uh, you know, you heard it here first. I'm going with Golden State. 
Yeah, I know, I know, I know. A little suspense there, a little, little sleeper pick, little I'm, I'm going out on a limb and <laughs> picking the Steph Curry. They're loaded, man. I mean, their backups could run most of the teams in the bottom half of the NBA. I mean, you've got, oh, what's his name? The other guy, you've got dudes. Jordan Poole, James Wiseman, Moses Moody, Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Andrew Wiggins, like, where does it stop with these guys? Jonathan Kuminga. Kuminga. They're loaded. So I've got Golden State beating the Clippers, beating the Los Angeles Clippers. And then right after the break, I will tell you, well, who's going to win the NBA Finals. And then we'll get into some, we've talked about the hoops. Let's talk about the cards. Welcome back. Let me wrap up the season picks by saying the coach of the year is going to be J.B. Bickerstaff of the Cleveland Cavaliers because they are going to have an awesome season and probably finish in the top four in the East. And then I've got the uh, other people in the conversation, Steve Kerr and Boston's guy who is filling in for, yeah, Ime Adoku. So let me get to uh, the finals winner. I'm going to go Milwaukee over Golden State. I don't think Golden State's going to have an answer for Giannis or Chris Middleton, for that matter, or the other bigs like Bobby Portis and uh, Brooke Lopez and Joe Ingles. So uh, I think Milwaukee will have just enough firepower to withstand the bombs uh, and just enough long wing defenders out there to uh, cover... You're never gonna slow. You're never gonna stop Steph and Clay. I just, I just have a feeling that Milwaukee will bounce back, and uh, so I'm going Bucks in six. That's the finals pick. Now let me get to the cards. That's why you guys are here. Like, uh, there's, there's a gazillion basketball NBA prediction podcasts out there, but today we want to talk a little bit about cards, cards. And here's a tip for this season. This is a basic uh, introduction. Don't buy wax. Do not buy. If if you care about getting money value out of the cards that you're buying, all right? Maybe you're just buying it for fun and you want the thrill of opening a box. Go for it. Like I'm all for that. Or you want the thrill of seeing what players you get or what a new product looks like or you're buying something for your kids to rip. Like go for it. You can you can spend 20, 30, 40 dollars and get a get a box of fun uh Prism Blaster or Prism Mega at Walmart or Target.com or Barnes and Noble or someplace like that, fanatics.com. Whatever. Uh, the new Select, NBA Select, uh, first off the line actually drops, I think, tomorrow. So sometime this week. And uh, one of the reasons I haven't talked much about it is because it, it feels so much like last year's cards. Uh, the Mosaic and Select that are uh, on their way to the market soon. I think they're going to just dilute uh, the value of all the rookie cards from various previous sets. Like these are the brand names, Don Russ. NBA Hoops, of course, Panini Prism, uh, Donruss Optic, Revolution, Court Kings. There's there's a bunch I could name right now, you guys. National Treasures, Immaculate, Impeccable. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm just saying don't buy wax if you care about getting some money, some value back. And so for this year, I want to give you three recommendations 
these aren't really predictions. It's just for this season, the best cheap set of basketball cards, the best cheaper boxes or nice nicest or most marketable resellable rookie cards you can get on a low budget i would go with don russ don russ just the regular don russ set i mean the the cheapest would be their base cards with the white border the a little bit more unique cards would be the laser hollows like with the green and yellow stripes or the orange stripes or the teal laser hollow that they have this year or other uh numbered cards that's where they write on there like hey this is like three slash 99 that's three out of 99 cards they made that of that kind so they're a little bit more rare a little bit more valuable because of that but i would go with don russ over hoops and uh i'm trying to think of what some of the other el cheapo ones are i mean i mean revolution kind of chronicles yeah contenders there's always the chance you could get some fire. You could get an autograph card in one of those, but I would just go with Don Russ as being that when they're in their pro uniforms, those are the most popular, easier to find, easier to buy, easier to resell on eBay or wherever else. But if you're going for big money, big budget, the kind of cards that are a little bit thicker, nicer made, all of the cards are made in short print numbers, like out of five or out of 25 or out of 50. Those would be, I'm going with National Treasures over Impeccable, over Flawless, which just feels like so crazy expensive, and uh, there are less of them in circulation for sure. Uh, Impeccable, Immaculate, Noir, Black, um, you know, Obsidian. There's a lot of cool-looking, thicker cards out there. Uh, Spectra. So there's a lot of good options, but I think the best, again, most popular, coolest looking, big money set. I don't personally get into these as much unless I'm going after one player. And uh, so I do have a nice LeBron numbered card from Impeccable with a piece of his jersey. And it says this this game worn material is guaranteed by Panini of, you know, it or, or some of these will actually say this enclosed uh, patch has nothing, basically nothing to do with anything, <laughs> you know, is not associated with any game or player or specific event. Okay. So where'd you get that thing, right? Dick Sporting Goods. What What is the deal with this? Uh, that's a big scandal in the hobby of basketball cards right now. But I think the best overall, if you want to resale, re- resale, if you want to resale and make some money, you should go with Prism, Panini Prism. Uh, those came out about six to eight weeks ago and you can find them right now at walmart or target some of the dot coms you can buy a box but the way i like to do it is when i see them at a card show or at a shop i like to go through them uh if they've got a box of the brand new stuff out you know a close second is optic don russ optic uh but those have a lot of issues with them just the quality the centering of the card the potential dimples and scratches and things and I mean, I could have said, you know, any number of these, like Mosaic, they're they're going to be nice looking. Select is going to have some nice parallels. But overall, the Prism set and the Prism Silver cards, the Prism Silver cards are kind of seen as the most desired rookie card, of, like the most popularly desired rookie card of any release, any type of card this year, the Prism Silver. Now, there's some that are... uh you know, there's just fewer of them made, like the purple wave. That's just the purple looking card. Or there's the hyper, which is silver in color, but has a lot of um, 
just different shapes on it. I don't know how to describe these to you. I just know that uh, the the prediction for the year is that those three will be the most popular sets. That's just going to continue. Uh, Don Russ, National Treasures, and Prism. I did that countdown of the top players to invest in, and so I'll just say the best player to invest in this season, I believe, is John Morant. John Morant. And when you think about investing in a player, you think upside. What is this guy going to do? You think about can his team go far in the playoffs? Yeah. Is he fun to watch? Does he have a personality? Are his cards affordable? Like, can I still get in on a Ja Morant rookie card? A decent one, like I said, a Prism, a Prism Silver, a National Treasures even, or a Prism Autograph card, or a rookie card that's been graded like that's a Gem Mint 10. Absolutely, Ja Morant. But I will tell you, I think that over the next month, some of the excitement about the NBA being back is going to be summarized in highlights by guys like Ja Morant, Anthony Edwards, certainly Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, uh, Giannis, LeBron, you know all the big names, Luka Doncic. But Ja Morant is just explosive, not just the guy now that can get 30 points and 10 assists every night, but his slam dunks are ridiculous. And uh, it's you know, I, I wonder how long can he play this way uh, where he, he plays above the rim quite often and is so, so fun to watch. So John Morant, best player to invest in. You can still buy low, meaning make me an offer. Make them an offer. Uh, save your searches on eBay or make your to-do list, your want list, get in your Facebook group, get in the Hoops and Cards Discord. I'd love to have you guys join us. Message me if you're interested at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. At Hoops and Cards on Instagram. I answer that personally. I'd love to get you connected. Uh, we've got some great conversations in there about the the players up and coming, the, the next breakout candidates, all that stuff. I want to say this year's most overrated investment. Most overrated investment. And you may have heard me like recommend him. He's, he's on my top 20 because I'm along for the ride with, with making money off of overrated players. Like, yeah, if everybody else is going to go in and they're going to overrate him, fine. There's a chance that People are going to overpay for him, and you'll make money on the flip side. That's Zion Williamson. That is Zion Williamson. I think Zion is in a show-me season. He's got to prove that he can stay healthy. He's got to prove that uh, he can lead a contending team and be that kind of uh, go get me a basket. Go get me five baskets in the fourth quarter. Like, take over a game. Nope. Nobody cares what you did in January two years ago, my man. Like you, you have a chance now with New Orleans and CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram and all those guys to take the to Pelicans deep in the playoffs. So Zion is, I have him as number one, most overrated investment. And number two, LaMelo Ball. Now, hear me, hear me on this. LaMelo is a great player. He's a well-rounded player. He's got a terrific future ahead of him. I believe that. But I think his card values are way... They've been way too high ever since he came into the league. And not necessarily high above where his talent is, but he came in and for the first year and a half after his cards were out, he was still the number one highest priced rookie in his class because he was the name that everybody knew. And that's often how a guy gets overrated. His play has been fantastic. He was an alternate, made the all-star team. Got it. But is he the best investment now moving forward, even from his own rookie class? No, no. And, and that was before the injury. The injury just makes it even more like, yikes. Not that he's, you know, unable to recover from an injury. It, it's more like, well, he might be out two or three weeks. Charlotte might go one and nine. You know, it, it could be a rough start for Charlotte. And they were already without Miles Bridges. It was already going to be an interesting 
challenging. Let me say this. It's good. They, they already had a lot stacked against them. And now to lose LaMelo for the first couple weeks, not, not good, you guys. So LaMelo, I think his name is a bit overrated. And in his class, I've seen three guards, at least three guards. If you sit with me for long enough, I'll probably come up with six more guys in that class that I would say, not that they're better players. Come on, don't, don't like, he said that Desmond Bain's better than LaMelo Ball. No, um, at least not yet. No, he's not. But his cards are, are much lower priced than LaMelo Ball. And his game is going to look really good this season. There's a chance to make some money on Desmond Bain, Tyrese Maxey, and Tyrese Halliburton. I, I think there's a few other guys in that class that once they get the chance, I mean, it's just a matter of time before a team, you know, maybe Cole Anthony's time is right now, you know, with Fultz out and with uh, Jalen Suggs out for a little bit. It's going to be a, it's going to be a Cole Anthony show for the first month of the season there in Orlando. Emmanuel quickly, like whenever he gets a chance to ball, he balls out. He is so fun to watch. So there's some other guys that I would look at as better investments, not better players, okay? The guys I would predict for have a breakout in cards. I guess I already mentioned some, you know, I'll, I'll count down to number one, but I feel very good about Jalen Brown going into the season. I feel very good about Anthony Simons. You'll hear me talk about Anthony Simons frequently. Uh, we actually did a three blog series about like the most under- rated or underappreciated or lower priced stars in the NBA and Pascal Siakam was one, Shea Gilgis Alexander was another and then Anthony Simons, a superstar in waiting. Shouldn't have to wait much longer, my man. Desmond Bain, I believe his cards will go up throughout the season, stay healthy, score 22 plus. I mean, his shooting percentages last year were historically good for a guy in his second year. Jalen uh Green, boy. Jalen Green is going to turn some heads and just fill some stadiums over the next year. He's going to be a blast to watch in Houston, so I think he's going to have a breakout. And then the guy, though, if I had to rank just one, and uh, a lot of you already know the name I'm going to say right now. He's had a fantastic preseason. He is a relentless worker, great attitude. One of the things I like about Tyrese Maxey isn't just, oh, he's had a big breakout, like, He's averaged 18 points a game and about to play more minutes without Brendan. Look, guys, uh, he works tremendously hard. He's a leader. He encourages his teammates. He's a three-level scorer, meaning drive to the basket, mid-range fadeaway jumpers, or just spot-up threes from 26 feet. Tyrese Maxey is the complete package, and he's not even 22 years old yet. He's one of those Kentucky, like, super talented kids that played for a year or whatever in college, came out, slid in the draft for whatever reason Philadelphia was like thanking their lucky stars Tyrese Maxey uh I'm not sure he has a ceiling you guys and so I've been buying Tyrese Maxey cards for a year and a half now um he's no longer in those quarter boxes or 50 cent boxes but some of his cheaper rookies like I said hoops Donruss uh those can be found in the dollar or two dollar boxes still and his prisms can be found for like eight ten twelve fifteen dollars uh, now is the time to buy in. I'm actually just now getting back some that I submitted to have graded. I'm sending some more in on a bulk submission this week. And very, 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 very high on Tyrese Maxey. I'll say more about why. Uh, but but he it'll be fun to watch him play tomorrow night. Let's just say that. Uh, so Tyrese is my my candidate for biggest breakout. 
my best buy and sell site to get cards. Like you could, there's a lot of places to go. You can go on PWCC, you can do whatnot, you can do Facebook groups, Starstock, uh, check out my cards, ComC. There, there's a, so many good places to and resources to buy and sell cards. I love it. Love it. Golden auctions, right? Uh, PSA is probably going to have a, a trading selling platform soon. But I'm going to go with uh, just Old Faithful, even though it's not perfect and. You do have to pay a percentage of every sale as a seller to get to get in front of that global audience, but I'm going with eBay. I'm going with eBay, best buy and sell site. I may not have anybody in uh, within a hundred miles of me who cares to to buy Josh Hart rookies or Anthony Simons autograph cards, but eBay opens me up to everybody in Portland, everybody that cares about the Trailblazers. Everybody who met Anthony Simons back in the day when he was, you know, taking a year out of high school, like every buyer that could potentially look for Anthony Simons cards can find my Anthony Simons PSA 10 Donruss Optic Hollow Rookie. So that's why I like eBay. There's always buyers, right? The best YouTube ripper, if you want to, and you know, maybe you're saying like, yeah, Gary, I don't want to buy wax. You're right. I, I don't usually have good luck in that. The best YouTube ripper to watch is probably Pac-Man. I mean, there's latent cards. I love watching Shag Sports Cards, my dudes in North Canton. Shout out, you guys are awesome. Uh, Pac-Man's just been doing it forever, and he seems to be like the first day or second day after a product drops, he'll rip a hobby box or two, and uh, he still acts surprised. He still acts positive about cards, and uh, I like the camera view. Obviously, you can see the condition of cards. It's fun to watch breaks. It's fun to watch new products drop online. So check out YouTube. Pac-Man is the one. I don't get any commission for mentioning any of these people. I'm just saying it, right? Um, certainly sports card investor, uh, Jeff and the team there, they will they will open new products and show off what's you know what they find or do it for a, a giveaway sometimes. That's really cool. Uh the best online resource besides hoopsandcards.com, right? I gotta I gotta represent the home team. I gotta represent basketballforever.com as a great place to follow just what's going on in the NBA world. Uh, breaking news, exciting trends, um, highlights. Like I love it. Absolutely love it. That's one of the reasons we're partnering with them. And uh, I follow their Instagram. And anyway, it's been great to get to know some of that team. But uh, there's a ton of great resources out there, people, for the hobby as a card investor and collector. I have grown to really appreciate and love what I'm getting out of Market Movers at Sports Card Investor and Card Ladder Pro at cardladder.com. Both of those are fantastic resources that help you help me <laughs> like enter in my entire collection of cards, like the graded card, like the good cards. I'm not entering in my, you know, Nemos Quieta Donruss rated rookie from, you know, Chronicles. I'm not No, I'm re- I'm entering the cards that are like usually $50 or more graded nice cards, players I want to keep maybe for a while. So we're talking LeBron, Giannis, Ja, I almost called him Yah, <laughs> Giannis and Yah. <laughs> no, I, I uh, Yaren Yaxin. No, I, I Darius Garland. I, I, I enter the the cards that I think are valuable that I'm looking to resell that I want to track the values of, and uh, so I can look in there and see all the recent sales, the trends for more than a year of uh, what that card value has been worth, and uh, that's just awesome for me to go in and be able to compare cards. And say I'm, I'm researching five or ten cards that I want to look into for, you know, the next month. And uh, and I'm actually doing this. Like, I'm looking at Kawhi Leonard rookies. I'm looking at Giannis, more Giannis rookies. I'm looking at uh, Steph Curry. 
looking at Damian Lillard, some of these that are that are way down from what they used to be. And then I'm looking at some of those guys on the rise, like Ja Morant, we've talked about, Anthony Edwards, uh, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, uh, and comparing and saying, okay, what did their cards do over the last 12 months? What might they do as we head towards Christmas or we head towards the All-Star break or the playoffs? You know, looking at a little bit, is it's not the, the guarantee that it's going to do it again this year, but the best predictor of future performance is past performance and looking at the market during the seasons of the NBA. So I like market movers a lot. I like Card Ladder Pro a lot. And uh, we have just, yeah, been just gifted by so many content creators in the hobby over the last two or three years. Uh, those are some of the best. So that's what I got for this upcoming NBA season that starts today, peoples. Thank you so much for listening. It is so great to have like actual NBA games to look forward to tonight. TNT, ESPN, all the things this week. Players, who are you most excited to see? Guys, I would love to, uh, you know, the things we went over, I'd love to hear who your breakout candidate is for the year, who you think the most improved player is going to be, which cards you're like, dude, I'm getting, I'm buying as much of this player as I can before the season starts, because after the season starts, the secret will be out. Jalen Green, there's nothing average about Jalen Green, right? Jalen Noel can make a difference off the bench. Cameron Thomas is going to get some opportunities in Brooklyn. Who are the people that you are like, I'm, I've got to get some of his cards or I've got to get... I've got to get bought back into Lillard before he starts dropping 28 and 12 every other night. Like, I hear you. I would love to hear your picks. So please message me. My email, Gary at HoopsAndCards.com. Gary at HoopsAndCards.com. Our Instagram, like we said, at HoopsAndCards. At HoopsAndCards. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us. Everybody that's been following Hoops and Cards in our path for a year and a half, thank you. All of you listeners that are a part of BasketballForever.com. So glad you are with us. We're excited for this new podcasting network. Can't wait for our next episode and actually have some game action to talk about and some eBay reactions of people buying and selling already. So, yeah. Hope you have an awesome week, and uh, we'll see you soon. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Take care now. Bye-bye then.